Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. Pump your fist. Get jacked up. That's right. The Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens 28-24. Don't call it a comeback. I felt like LL Cool J during that game. They looked like right when you thought that it was done, right when you thought that there was no way the Steelers had any chance, any prayer of winning this game, what happens? They come back like The Undertaker back in the old WWF. They sit up and say, ah, we're not done yet. Steelers win. They're 7-0. Brian Anthony Davis, welcome to the show. How are you feeling right now? Elated. Oh, man, I'm going crazy because this is we all live in Maryland. You know the deal. And I abhor this team so much (laughs) that I scared my entire – well, I didn't really scare them. I made my entire family and all our guests laugh because I jumped up. I did a couple fist pumps with a certain finger up when when something happened, and I yelled out an expletive in joy that no one expected to hear from me because that doesn't happen very often in this house. So it was just one of those things. They bring out the worst in me. And, you know, it's somebody already put it on the live chat. It's a a 3 a.m. victory or a 2 a.m. victory. It doesn't matter. I was trying to explain to everybody in the house that, no, they're not playing crappy. This is the Ravens. Remember 2008 when they had so much trouble beating them, but they beat them three times that year. They play them tough. It is a black and blue game, even though the other team was wearing black and purple. But it was amazing. 7-0 and for the second time in history, the last time they won the Super Bowl. That is right. Dave Schofield, welcome to the show. How are you feeling? The Steelers play today. I was, uh, I was too busy watching about watching funny, the, yeah. the the Bengals beat up on the <laughs> Titans. Uh, no man, I'm I, I'm surprised words are coming out of my mouth right now because I was screaming so loud. My my family does not watch the games with me a lot of the time because, um, frankly, I scare them. I do with, <laughs> with the amount of screaming that I do, and um, but yet they weren't there. They were at the other end of the house, but I had to make sure everyone heard me because. Dude, they are in the driver's seat. They are in the driver's seat right now. I mean, they beat Baltimore in Baltimore. I was. All right. We have a lot to get through. Okay. We have a lot to get through, a lot to disseminate. People are already throwing money at us in the, in the, with super chats, which we really appreciate. I'll get to a couple of these here, but there, this was a bigger win than just if you look at every, how everything else kind of waterfalled throughout this week so far. The Steelers winning on the road, the Browns losing to the Raiders at home. The Bengals beating the Titans. This is ginormous. We'll get to all of that. Trust me. Michael Clark gives us two ninety nine. Says excellent finish prediction for the next four games. Come, Michael. Come on, man. We just got to get through this one. <laughs> we'll talk about the upcoming slate here. Stick with us. I promise. I promise you. Uh, Kyle Smith gives us five dollars. He says Beatner must have heard me through the TV when they started going five wide. Love how this team battles back seven and zero. Oh. I don't know what Randy Land was thinking at all. But we'll just put it that way. Um, we saw a lot of Randy Land today. Young boy, twenty-four, five dollars in the jar. Appreciate that. He said, "Who would have? Who would have thought sixteen and zero was still possible after two months?" I know who is thinking about it. Are my hair clippers that Brian Anthony Davis said he would cut a mohawk in his head if the Steelers finished sixteen and zero? Mike Hilton needs to get healthy so that he can get his ten sacks on the season, so you can grow a porn stash. That's even better. <laughs> you're sweating. You're sweating, Brian. I know you are. Every week. I'll, I'll sell the farm for 16 and 0, baby. Oh, no. goodness, yeah. I'll sell the farm for 19 and 0. <laughs> there you go. Much better. Corey Stainbrook, he puts $5 in the tip jar. Says, Spillane 
Spilly, Spilly. That's right. They call him Spilly. I had someone mention me on Twitter or something when I wrote the article about when uh, Spillane, Robert Spillane had the big stand, you know, last week on Derrick Henry and everyone's like, Spilly, what a horrible nickname. That's what the, that's what his teammates call him. That's what they said on Twitter. Like I'm not, I trust me. I would not give a guy the nickname Spilly, but that's what they call him. Holy cow. Snowman gives us five bucks. Wow. When the Steelers win, the money flows. Man, I just <laughs> appreciate that. We might not get to say anything today. We might just have to read Super Chats the whole time. This is the podcast. I'm Jeff, reading, Jeff reading other people's thoughts. Here we go. Snowman gives us $5. <laughs> Saying my heart transplant is scheduled for Wednesday. LOL. It's great to be 7-0. and the Jerry Cherry band, uh, he said on Twitter, uh, he goes, oh, my gosh. He said, I lost years, 10 years of my life. At the end of that game, I said, I lost 20 just trying to finish the game recap because you're literally in a in a fever to try to figure out. You know, Normally, you have a game where it's kind of the, you know how it's going to end. You can kind of, eh, the Steelers win, make some 7-0. and No one knew how this game was going to end. But yeah, that was bad. Rhino Tool gives us $5. Says, whew, chest pain. Spillane is a rock star, baby. Spillane made some great plays. I thought I thought that the Steelers made some good adjustments. And uh, here we keep going. Brighton Barnes, $1.99. He said, it's night train Spillane. I like that one a lot better. Okay, I really do like that one a lot better. But again, I didn't make up Spilly. They did. Blame them. That's like all those horrible hockey nicknames that hockey teams give. Good, Brian. What about my nickname for him? The Legacy. The Legacy? Well, he, one play. That's all he needed. It's not well, no, but he's talking he's about his granddad. His grandfather. Oh. He's the legacy. No, no, daddy. Shield 99.91, he gives us $5 in the tip jar. He says, just to throw more money at you, go Steelers. Thank you, Shield. We appreciate it. He's a longtime viewer. Tom Muir gives us $3 in the tip jar. He says, 7 and 0. Holy shnikes. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. That is right. You... Holy shnikes is right. If we were to reincarnate that movie, Tommy Boy would be great. X. Eddie B gives us two. Uh, what do we call this? Canuck bucks? Is that what we decided on? Yeah, Canuck Canadian bucks. Canuck, Canuck bucks. bucks. Two Canuck hey, bucks, which is you the got bingo of, dollars coming up yes, soon. That's like the equivalent <laughs> of a quarter in the United States. Anyways, thank you, X Eddie B. We appreciate Ben plays um, are greater than screwed. Randy plays. That is something to definitely talk about. Uh, here we go. Maxwell Holcomb gives us five. This is incredible. I've never had anything like this in my life. We've been doing this how long on YouTube, guys? Have we ever yeah. had? A sequence where it's just one of the nights. I've never had this. Max Holcomb gives us five dollars just because we won. Screw the Ratbirds. Screw the Ratbirds, indeed. Screw them. They were booing Cam Hayward's injury. Screw them. That's what I say. Wes Hickok, friend of the show, says he gives us five bucks. I nearly had a heart attack. Was wrong on every prediction except us winning, and I don't even, I don't even care. Good Steelers seven and zero, baby. That's right, Wes. Let's keep celebrating. Brandon Drummond gives us four ninety nine. He said, "Here's five dollars for a Ravens loss." I'll always take that. Absolutely. <laughs> Brandon Keen gives us four ninety nine. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. They didn't play it because it was at M and T Bank, but you could feel it. Holy cow! This is insane. You all are great. We appreciate all of our listeners, whether you're listening in audio platform or whether you're joining us live on YouTube. We're seven minutes in. This feels like a hangover. My gosh, Dave, we haven't even gotten a Steelers talk. Feels like we're on the Steelers hangover with Brian and Tony talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You got to pay so much attention to the live chat. It's like it's it's like it's Monday I afternoon. That. <laughs> you didn't listen last two uh, weeks. Yes, I did. All right, man. Here we go. Case and right. <laughs> Five dollars. <laughs> yeah, we. What he said. All right, very good. 
Thank you all for the contributions. Thank you all for the contributions. Did I miss any in there, Dave? Did you see any that I missed? I didn't. No, but I'm still trying to finish writing this article. Okay, go <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. Holy cow. All right, here we go, everyone. The Steelers win, and as we always do, we're going to break this thing down. We're going to talk about every everything that was good and everything that was bad because the way that you finish is always what people remember. And so you think about last week, people were really ticked off and disappointed with the fact that the Steelers started out 24 up 24-3, and then all of a sudden they let things slip away and barely cling to a 27-24 win. It's almost flipped this time. The Steelers were trailing at halftime, and then they come back, and it's a lot of crazy plays happened in between now and then. Nonetheless, Felicia gives us $10. Says after today, they would they best put some respect on our name. Trust me, the people in Baltimore are already crying foul for a lot of reasons, and we'll get to all that. Dave Shipley gives us $5. Says defense, and Ben is Ben. That is right, Ben Roethlisberger. Let's start off with some stats here. If you throw us some uh, super chats in the meantime, like, Informed 80 just gave us $5. He called it during bold predictions. Spilly for a pick six. Good for you, man. If you call it a spilly pick six, that's that's a heck of a prediction. Um, no, wait a second. You, you said I got mine. You. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, hold on. We 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 missed our dingo dollars. I just got a message that we that we missed marks. There we go. I got it. Oh, you got it? Bring it up. Yep. A dingo dollars, five dingo. That's like, I think that's like two nickels rubbed together. He said, uh, where's Austin? That bloke couldn't pick up a wet rag out of a swimming pool. Ravens loss. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark, for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> we have 415 people right now in the yes, last. Let's talk go ahead and, if we could talk some Steelers, get that off the screen there, Dave, for me, please. And we'll let like, oh, you get yep. to go. Um, Let's break it down with looking at the box score and let's start with offense. Let's start with Ben Roethlisberger. He finishes 21 of 32, 182 yards, a 5.7 average, two touchdowns, no picks. Two only sacked two times, the rating of 101.3. Guys, let's talk about Big Ben. He ends up, I think he was, my gosh, it, they don't win this game with, with anyone else. I, I got I to gotta believe that. Uh, Dave, we'll start with you. If you're grading Roethlisberger, what do you give him? Ooh, um, uh, uh, that's how because once again it's a tale of two halves but uh, honestly i i'm i'm going i'm going a plus this was him Whoa. yeah this was him taking this team and saying you know what i don't even need it i don't even need the threat of a running back next to me at all here at the end we're going to get back in this game once once alex Hosmith set them up to where they could get right back in it he's like let's go and i don't care about everything else he did what he needed to do um, to keep getting them the lead would have really liked if they could have got a first down there at the end and, you know, saved a couple years off yeah, my life, yeah, but agree with you that. know what? It was what it was. I like the aggressiveness to throw the ball one second down there. And they almost had that with, it was, that was Deontay I, Johnson. I'm I thought DJ had it. I thought he had, yeah, it. he, he was right three. there. Yeah. So um, as, as my brother texted, we said, would have really liked to have seen, if not a jet sweep on that third down, at least the threat of one. Yep. You know, um, didn't but that much this for, uh, that's I'm getting off topic. I'd focus on Ben. <laughs> I'm just so happy. He went into Baltimore and won the game. First time he's faced off against Lamar Jackson. I really don't care about the numbers. I just love my quarterback. So I'm saying a plus, especially when Baltimore, the city of Baltimore put up a sign, a billboard <laughs> that said, welcome back, Ben. I was like, Oh, you all don't know. Don't him laying on the ground. Don't, oh. don't poke the bear. Don't mm -hmm. poke the bear. Okay. It started in your town. The Ben Roethlisberger era started in your town. He brought mm -hmm. it back. All right, Dave, Brian, what are you grading Roethlisberger today? 
I'm going to go ahead and give him a B. I love what Dave said about him coming e. back, putting it all on his shoulders. But you know what? Look, I can't really give him an A on this. I thought it was a fantastic performance at the end. The first half was awful, and they really got behind. They were down 17-7, to and Ben wasn't getting anything going. I'm going to give him a B, and and uh, I have no problem because he has a chance to, you know, he still won the game, and that's awesome. But if you're looking at overall performances, it was not a first-class A performance. But you knew at the end that he was going to get it done. Okay, a couple things here. And this is this is my grade that's going to also talk about Brian's. I give him an A because my theory, I didn't think that the first half issues and the first half woes were solely on Ben Roethlisberger. It was some awful play calling. And let's not also forget, that's the best defense they've played yet this year. That's defense they've played by far in terms of top down. You can talk about Philly's pass rush, which they were good to, they, they're good to get after the quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers haven't played a defense like this yet. And it's, it took them some time. It took them some time to figure out what was going to work, how they were going to attack the Ravens. And you can complain about the preparation aspect of things, but I wouldn't put that on Ben. I think he has an A, the second half alone, where it was all him. I mean, like you said, empty sets a lot, where it was just Ben and five wides, and he slowly picked him apart. I'll give him an eight. Brian, I understand what you're saying. I just disagree. Anthony all gives right. us five. I think that's a pound. Man, now we got to think of something for pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, when we were 4-0, I thought if we went two of the next four games, we would have a really good season. He said, 400-plus uh, people watching live on YouTube should be 400 likes. Yes, if you could like the show, we appreciate it. If you like the content, you can subscribe. We we definitely do appreciate the the contribution, Anthony. Thank you very much. So Ben Roethlisberger, we'll, we'll move on from him. He gets an A from me, an A-plus from Dave Schofield, and a B from uh, the Ratbird-loving Brian Anthony Davis. Now let's go to... Uh, rushing the running game, not many rushes at all. Only 16 James Connor, 15 carries for 47 yards, 3.1 average, one touchdown with a long of 18. Anthony McFarland gets one carry for one yard. Oh, he that tripped been over nothing. Yards. But, oh, it could have been a big one. It could have oh. been a big game. He tripped over his own two feet, or maybe it was a line on the field. I don't know. Uh, and he, uh, the, that's the only people that had runs in this game. Benny Snell, zero carries. Jalen Samuel, he got a target, but no carries. Guys, what's your thought on Connor, uh, number one, Connor, but also the Steelers not really running the football much uh, with other backs? Uh, Benny Snell, we talked about it on the preview on Thursday. We thought he might have a game because he played well against them in Week 17 last year. Not the case. Brian, what grade do you give in the running game? The running game only gets a C for me. Okay. It wasn't as effective as it needed to be. Connor did run hard, yep, but it didn't get it done. Okay, what about you, Dave? Yeah, um, I'll maybe say a C plus. I mean, just because they average wise, I mean, they average four point four yards a carry. It just there was times where they were ripping off runs, but if honestly i would bump i would have bumped that up to a b if they would have got the first down on their last possession but they were going up against a good defense they some things were kind of interesting there not one i was surprised there was not one wide receiver with a carry that kind of disappointed me that they didn't try to run any of those sweeps but um yeah i'm it, that's not what won the Steelers the game. What won the Steelers the game was them saying, hey, we're just going to come up here and try to pick you apart. We're going we're gonna to chuck it. We're going to chuck it to win. The Steelers didn't ever – they never committed to the run. And 
a large reason was the fact that the game just didn't go that way. You know, there, there were times yeah. where games just, you have to, I, I think they wanted to run the football and yeah. it just didn't work out that way. And they didn't. So I'm going to give them a B. I don't think uh, James Conner, I thought he ran hard. Every single yard he got was really earned. I mean, he was getting hit hard. Um, I'll give him a B first and last gives us $5 and the tip chart. He says, did Spillane get credit for the fumble recovery? Um, yes. uh, Dave, did. Did check there. Um, yes. he said he did. I'm pretty sure that that was credited. Yes. Uh, so because well, they say that they had two fumbles lost. So that had to be one. There you of them. go. Yep. And Anthony Johnson gives us $10 in the tip chart. We appreciate that. He said it had about 40 heart attacks that game. Thoughts on Highsmith and Bugs stepping up. Great show as always, guys. Anthony, we are going to talk about the D in a second. We're going to roll through the offense first, but some young players stepping up in a big way for sure. Let's continue on with the passing game and receiving core. Uh, the Pittsburgh receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster leads the way. Seven catches on eight targets, 67 yards, 9.6 average. Couple times I thought he's going to get in the end zone, just never was able to get it. And Eric Ebron, four catches for 48 yards. Felt like this kind of his coming out party for the Steelers. Uh, 12 average, one touchdown on five targets. Chase Claypool, five catches, 42 yards, 8.4 average, one touchdown. He did have nine targets. He did have that costly fumble early in the game. He did rebound from that. Connor with three catches for 13 yards on three targets. And then Ray Ray McLeod had a catch on six yards with one target. Deontay Johnson with only one catch guys. This is the offense now. Is it not? This is the offense. Deontay Johnson scores two touchdowns last week is the second leading receiver for the team in week seven against Tennessee this week, catching six yards, but let's grade the receiving core as a whole. Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go B. I almost gave him a plus, but I'm, I'm going to go B. I, I, there was times where they were doing everything that they could. The it's funny because they they called some defensive pass interferences against the Ravens that I felt like the the one against Ray Ray was a little bit sketchy, but the one against DJ was obvious and they didn't get it called and you know maybe you could have sold it more or whatnot, but um, they for the most part they came through. It's I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> Help me out, Brian. Get a grade. Give it a grade. I said B. Okay, B. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Doing some stuff. Brian, what do you think? Mr. Schofield, I see your A, your B, and I raise you an A. Okay. So the reason I'm going with that, I thought they did everything they needed to do. I thought Claypool, yeah, I mean, that fumble, but he, he yeah. uh, made up for the fumble, but they were getting open when Ben was able to find them. I really thought the – the uh, the game that the receivers played is pretty solid. As you said about Ebron, he helped move the chains. Ray Ray not only moved the chains, but then got that uh, that big that big penalty as well. You know, so those penalties, drawing those penalties, is very tough. I mean, that's secondary. They you got three studs in that secondary. Whether it's Humphrey, whether it's Peters, or even uh, Jimmy Smith. And I'm looking at these guys, and they all have been to Pro Bowls. They're all very tough players, but they're all jerks, too. And so, (laughs) I mean, I was asking. So so it makes it so much better. I've got to give these guys an A. I was asking um, Kevin Smith the other day, um, Cliff Harris is a punk on our our pregame show, who he thinks the next great – Raven rival on defense is going to be. And uh, he brought up a few guys. He brought up Patrick Queen. But I'm thinking between Humphrey and Peters, those guys are going to be 
as hated as guys like Suggs and Lewis. Yeah. I mean, you could maybe throw Matthew Judon if he stays there after he threw Deontay Johnson into the sideline and then didn't really take a swing at a ref, but got ejected because his arm almost cold caught on a, a side official. So uh, there, there's yeah, going to be a that lot. Play, that play was started by uh, Peters. Peters, you're right. He headbutting right. twice. He headbutted him twice on that. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, we Peters has a, a rap sheet. And I'm not talking about Ian Rappaport's oh, yeah. Twitter handle. Okay. <laughs> Let's um I'm gonna give the receivers a, a B plus because other than the drop by Ebron early, he had a drop that was pretty easy catch. Okay. Hit your, like Jalen Samuels had a drop. If it hits yeah. your hands, catch the football. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the fumble by Claypool, I thought they had a good game. You know, I mean, you when you look at Roethlisberger's stat line and he throws 21 to 32, that's a high completion percentage. Uh, the receivers are doing their job. Rocket Dude H gives us 499. The tip jar says uh, the offense was a bit poor. The only time was it was good was when Ben was in the hurry up with no uh, with no back, which is a five wide set. Yeah, I mean, th- there's no hiding that. You know, I mean, the, the Steelers couldn't move the ball otherwise, but you have to find ways to make it work. Period. Um, and so that's that's something good there. Here, uh, Grant Yule gave us five. I guess that's a euro. Who would have thought Bugs would be would have had the biggest play of the day? Great second half from him. All the Steelers love from Scotland. Mike Tomlin had some choice words for Isaiah Bugs after the uh, game in his post game press conference. They asked him about Bugs, and he said, "Well, he wasn't making the plays in the first half." I have a feeling that there were some. Uh, there was some. I think uh, Cliff Harris is still a punk. Called it a motivational speech. But <laughs> halftime, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Brandon, wonder if uh, he still has the bite marks from that one. <laughs> Brandon Keen, four ninety nine. He says Juju leads the league in heart. Yet another game we saw him impose as well. Throw the stats out. This kid just wants to win. Hey, he got tough yards. He he got tough yards mm-hmm. in this game, no doubt about that. And then lastly, here, um, Obliterex gives us four ninety nine. I didn't see the question. If we get that, Dave, throw that up on the screen. I'll look for it. All right, just type it. Type it again, Obliterex. I'll find you. Yeah, we'll you don't have up. to add any. You don't have to donate no, no, anything. No. Just yeah, you already did that. We appreciate all the all the love that y'all have been doing so far. Let's talk about the offensive line here. Uh, that's how we typically wrap up the offensive side of the football. The offensive line only allowed two sacks on Ben Roethlisberger on a day where the Ravens get after the quarterback. Like I said, this was people. I don't know what people thought. You know, I mean, Ravens defense is good. Okay, these are they're, they're really good. They give up two sacks and only five quarterback hits. Only five quarterback hits. Uh, you compare that to the other side of the ball with the Steelers, who ended up with four sacks and nine quarterback hits. Guys, grading the offensive line, what are your thoughts? Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to give them. I'm going to give them a B because I'm going to. I was. I did not like the pass blocking. Um, sorry, I said it wrong. I did like the pass blocking. I, I was did not say, like the run blocking. <laughs> I said it the wrong way. That um, that that that's overall they averaged out pretty pretty well. And and like I said, they were going up against a very good defense. I mean, I could even I'd even stretch that to a B plus because uh, I, the most important thing was to keep Ben clean. One of those sacks was on Ben. He, he held it for too long. Yes, and um, and. That was what they needed to do, and not have been. I mean, I, there was what one one ball batted down the whole game. I think they won. Clayus Campbell had one, yeah, yeah. So uh, when it came to the pass um, blocking, I thought they did a very nice job. Brian Anthony Davis, what's your grade? 
Dave's right on here, but I'm going to go ahead and go with a B plus. And the reason I'm going to do that is they kept Ben upright most of the game. I know there were two sacks, but as you all alluded, this is a fantastic, fantastic Ravens front seven as well. You know, you guys have you have Calais uh, Campbell and the guy I can't pronounce, the guy they just got in the uh, the trade in Gok- Gokway. In Gokway and um, did but, we hear his name today? Yeah. He had a he had a half a sack or he okay. was in on a sack or um in on a big play. But I, I gotta tell you, you know, these guys are really good. And as I'm looking at most of my grades, maybe I should give everything B pluses and A's just for the <laughs> fact that they beat this team in and, Baltimore. In Baltimore, and this is never gonna be a pretty game. I'm going to give him an A because when you have to go empty set five wide, you have to be able to protect the quarterback. You don't have a safety valve and James Conner back there to step up on a blitz pickup. And they did just that. And let's also think about this. Um, Okay. Sorry. I thought you were done. (laughs) And let me just tell you about this is the fact that the Baltimore Ravens defense in terms of points given up other than their loss to Kansas city, where they gave up 24, the Philadelphia game, they they gave up twenty eight. There was that late, those late points. They haven't given up uh, hardly. I, I think they haven't given up over twenty eight since then. This is a good defense, people. This is a good defense. I understand that we as Steeler fans expect the offense to just walk out on the field and be like, "Look at all our weapons. We're going to do impose our will." It it doesn't happen against really good teams. The Baltimore Ravens are a good team. I know that they haven't played. You know, you want to talk about who have they played? They're a good football team. Okay, they are a really good football team. Okay, so let's get to this. Obliterex had given us a donation. He said, tell me about our linebackers and don't mansplain, don't mansplain it to me. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're going to talk about the linebackers in a second when we go over to the second half of our show, talking about the defense. Rocket Dude H gives us $4.99. Again, not sure if I missed that question or comment. I apologize, but thank you for the donation. We really appreciate it. There's, oh my gosh, almost 600 people here in the live chat, live on YouTube. If you're listening in audio platform and you're wondering about this, Awesome community that we have here on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube. Go to youtube.com, search BTSE Steelers Radio, subscribe. Don't so you don't miss out on the thing. All of our PM shows are live streamed here on YouTube, and then we take the audio and put them over on our audio platform. And vice versa, if you're listening here on YouTube and you're like, well, they have an audio platform. Yes, anywhere that you find your podcast, we have so much more content other than here on YouTube. Um, my Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning show, Dave's stat geek on Thursday, Michael Beck's live Mike. We have the Steel- the Steelers retro show, uh, so much stuff anywhere where you get your podcast search Steelers or just search behind the steel curtain. You'll find us subscribe, follow whatever you got to do. You won't regret it. All right. Last thing we take a break for the audio people, YouTube. We're not going anywhere guys. What about the game plan offensively? Okay. It was awful. I mean, it was awful, and that was you didn't take a, a seasoned expert to know that. But what are your thoughts on this start of the game and Randy Feeder? We're gonna have to give grades. Just your thoughts, uh, Brian. We'll start with. No, I wasn't uh, thrilled with the uh, the run, run. Okay, let's try to pass. It, it just like early on, I didn't love it. But as the game wore on, I was pleased with what they were doing. It seemed like Dave said earlier, Ben got a chance to take over and. I say this all the time, and it's my new catchphrase, as far as what Ben does and what this team does, all right, boys, let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner, and that's exactly what they did. So as far as that game plan, what it turned into into the second half, in the second half, was good enough, and it worked. Dave, what are your thoughts on the offense? 
they were kind of lulled to sleep until they finally took the field. If you think about it, the first half, I mean, it's a seven, seven game. It's a, it's a drive that, I mean, they should have been out there with a, with a seven, nothing lead the first time, because, you know, Cam Hayward hits Minka Fitzpatrick while he's hitting Lamar Jackson. And they want to call that a bad hit. So it was kind of, let's not go on to that one, but, um, that that's it just felt like a, a completely different game from the prior week because they started with the ball they held it the whole time it was the exact opposite this time and it, it kind of they kind of started off offensively much like the titans did last week yeah. after getting lulled into it so um i'm just really happy that they they came out in the second half and bounced back because the first half it just seemed like nothing was going right even when they started to move the ball that's when you had the claypool turnover but i tell you taking care of the ball even though you did have the one turnover taking care of the ball was what really won them this game <clears throat> quick question here guys and just i'm trying to think of the scores in my head how many times in this season have the steelers had to come from behind against houston but yeah, but that wasn't, but Houston won like a field goal. I well, think, yeah, well, they were down at halftime. Yeah, yeah, they were down at halftime because they gave up the touchdown at the half. Is there any other time that they were play, had to play from behind that um, you all can think of? Not in the second half. No, I, I, for sure. I'm not sure about the Broncos game. I don't think so. So I think Philly, this is, no, I don't no, know. They, 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 were, they were up big and then tried to hold on. Well, here's my point. Y'all are driving my point home. They, this is a first for the Steelers offense. They were down, and they had to bring the team back. They had to come from behind. They had to do it by throwing the football. That's how you have to do it in the National Football League. You're not going to be able to, you know, unless you're the Houston Texans, as a lot of three when they were having to come back and just like, we're going to be determined to run the football. <laughs> they just did that all the way to a loss. The Steelers had to throw it to get back in, and they were successful. Let's get to a couple of uh, super chats here before we uh, take a quick break. Marcus Nash gives us fun. He said, I wish we'd try play action on first down instead of sending Connor to the Wolves play action also impacts the run game. The Steelers just don't like to run a lot of play action passes. I don't know what it is. Um, They just don't. And we talked about it on the preview that Ben doesn't like to turn his back to the uh, defense. I don't know. They just don't like to do it for whatever reason. It makes sense, but they don't do it. Sean Manahan gives us $5. Style points don't matter. We rocked it. 7-0, baby. That's right. Style points don't matter. Keith Barnaby, four ninety nine in tip jar. He says it all started with Cam and Minka got called for the late hit on the receiver. It certainly did change the momentum, the complexity of that first half. And the Steelers didn't get the football on offense for the first time, I think, until 844 left in the first quarter. It's a long time to wait. It's a long time to wait. So with that said, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, on the audio side, go to part two. We'll talk about the defense and all that stuff, game balls, you name it. And then if you're on YouTube, don't go anywhere because we're not going anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll see you in a bit. 